Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I'm your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation. October is at the end. <laughs> yes, this is officially the last day of October. Yes. Wow. You know, in saying that, I realize, like, I feel like you, like, you're like, who is finally over? Yeah. So I don't know if I've mentioned, you know, like, on one of our podcasts earlier this month, it's like October was going to be a crazy, busy month for me. You mm-hmm. know, because it was my my birthday month, my month, and then I had you know the stuff going on for school because you know I'm graduating um, in December with my second master's, and part of that um, um, part of the requirement for graduation, we had to do this portfolio where we had to write an essay, we had to uh, submit some artifacts, which were sample assignments that we had completed along the way, you know, of this program. So that was due, um, matter of fact, it's due on November 1st. And then I'm in the graduate class. And then I had an assignment that was due for that. And then on top of all of that, you know, I still have my personal writing projects that I'm working on. So I was like, wow, October is going to have so many things going on. And so I'm really proud of myself for (laughs) planning out, you know, my days and, you know, sacrificing in some areas. I didn't do as much stuff um, as I wanted to do or as I would have normally done, but I learned to say no to some things so that I could stay on course. And I was super proud of myself when I turned that graduate portfolio in a few days early. I turned it in on October 27th. And I was like, wow, you know, because I'm one of those person, if the deadline is November 1st, 11.59, I might be submitting it at, you know, 11.50, just because I had up until that time, you know, but I kind of learned over the course of this program, I would say like the last three or four um, courses that I've taken, Mm -hmm. I stopped pushing it to the last minute, like just because you have until... 11.59 a.m. It's like, why stress yourself like that? You know, so I started early and, you know, so I was really proud of myself for like staying the course and, you know, doing everything that I set out to do for this month. And here we are, October 31st. And I'm like, ooh, I can breathe a whole lot easier right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been a month. For the most part, it was good. Towards the end, I did have... uh, I call it a little setback um, mm-hmm. towards the end of the month where I got a little down and mm-hmm. we lead in. Yeah. We're leaving into November. So, 
Yeah, it was a busy month, it, you know, so it still was a good month if I had to sum it up, but it it, it ended on a sour note on this end, but we're going to keep wow. pushing That's forward. That's unfortunate, but you know, we did um, wind up having some good times uh, this month. I know more recently, if those of us or those of you who follow our Instagram, you probably mm-hmm. saw our posts, you know, from attending the Her concert oh, yes. um, a few days ago, you know, so that was really nice. And it, it's funny, Her is one of those, it's really weird saying her name, her. <laughs> like that, <laughs> and it's yeah. her name, yeah. you know, but she's one of those artists that I always liked her. Like when I would find that when I would hear her music, I didn't, when she first came out, I didn't always know who it was. But then once I identified who she was and I started hearing songs that she did, I was like, man, I've been liking her for longer than I realized, you know, because she really uh, became uh, significant to me when um, my daughter, when my daughter got married in 2019 and her bridesmaids, her bridesmaids walked in to the song Best Part. Oh, okay. So I had never heard that song before, you know, until my daughter, you know, uh, let me know that was going to be the song that everybody was going to be walking in on. And I'm like, that just sealed the deal for me. I was like, okay, that is a beautiful song, you know? So now anytime I hear it, I think about my daughter's wedding and it's just beautiful. So, yeah, she, she's a great artist, and the show was awesome, you know, and she had the other talent there. You know, her uh, opening acts were wonderful, great vocals, you know, of those people. So I was very um, excited to have attended that. That was a big part of my October plans. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy her. I remember hearing her song, Damage. Uh, mm. which speaks to me and I remember saying if this COVID lets up I'm going to see her in concert so I'm glad I was able um, to keep her keep that promise to myself that I was going to go see her plus because I almost didn't go see her I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't going to see her because the, the pricey was a little um, as I would say a little out of my scope of what I pay for concerts but mm-hmm. it was definitely worth the experience but yeah, I had lo- listened to some of her songs and even, you know, up to the concert, my best friend said, you make sure you know some of her songs so you know what type of stuff she, and I had heard, like you, I heard it before, I just probably didn't know that was her. Didn't realize, right. But I was able, after hearing a few, you know, I think I did a whole month, but, you know, every now and then I would play her song for a whole, her songs for a whole day, you know, the essential hits and or the greatest mm-hmm. hits. Uh, Apple. And, yeah, and so I was able to, you know, know the songs. You know, this time when it came on, I was up there dancing and mm-hmm. everything, and it it was it was good. It was a a good event, and I yeah, everything was going well until probably Friday. <laughs> until Friday, 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 yeah, Friday was definitely the 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 the. the Right, because you right because you had taken that day off to kind of right. have you know following the concert it was like supposed to be your me day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it became everything but that. Yes, it well, was not my me day. That's for sure. 
Oh, gosh. Well, that's so unfortunate. But, you know, the good thing about, you know, when you have another day, it's like another day to, you know, for better things to happen. You know, you mm-hmm. survived that day. And, you know, now we're at the last uh, day of October. We're about to enter a new month. And uh, this is an exciting time of the year, uh, although it can also be a sad time, you know, for a lot of widows, you know, if it's your first holiday season, you know, um, if you are approaching, you know, that first year, you know, without your spouse or it could be the second, third, fourth, fifth. It's just something about, you know, when the holidays come around, you know, people who have had losses, you know, um, serious losses in their families, it's kind of difficult. You know, mm-hmm. so I find myself I still because I do enjoy um, Thanksgiving, especially I kind of like getting ready to prepare, you know, the Thanksgiving meal and everything. So even though I'm still, um, I guess, kind of early in my grief journey midway at four years, you know, I do still look forward when November comes. It's like, oh, man, we about to get the holiday season coming. It's the end of the year. It's just like. All this big stuff, you know, is getting ready to be happening with the holidays and shopping and, you know, the Christmas decorating and Christmas shopping, you know. So I'm just that type of person, you know, where I'm still able to find, you know, joy in these things, even though, you know, this is also approaching my fourth year, you know, come the week of Christmas, you know, that's when my husband passed, you know. So I do still have my moments, you know, where, It'll be like, wow, I remember, you know, that last Thanksgiving and, you know, oh, I remember that last Christmas. So I'll still have those times, you know, but I do still find some joy in this time of the year. Yeah. um, November's hard, hard month um, period for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Not not necessary um, husband, but it does impact because that's the holiday, and like I said, all the holidays we celebrated. I cook, he watched the game, he clean, he might help me, he might be my sous chef and help with preparation, <laughs> help with the kid. Yeah, yeah, my sous chef, but it's a lot that goes in it. Even now, with the game that we had, the Michigan versus Michigan State, that was kind of triggering too because normally I would be like getting the food together. Mm-hmm. Sit here, watch the game, hear him yell, and that dynamic is um, is gone. But November is rough because my mom passed in that month. Um, I usually try not to give it too much energy, but it is mm-hmm. more. Um, the feelings are more there, you know. Sometimes than most years, it would be. She died in two thousand and nine, so I think I'm approaching the twelfth year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 11 or 12th year that she's been gone, but that just shows you, you know, in grief that mm-hmm. you still, even though it's been 11 to 12 years, it still can come back like it was yesterday. So that's something that, you know, that doesn't um, go away. Like I said, you just work through it. Um, right. My grandmother's birthday is that month. <laughs> you know, wow. so it's grandma's birthday that month my great aunt passed like that month too so you know november is my sister you know before me um before i was born passed in that month so that november has always been kind of a little cloud on the family however 
there's ways of combating another um, some of these fall and holiday uh, woes that you're having. Mm-hmm. You can always um, pick up a good book. So that brings me to our discussion that we're going to have today. Yeah, I'm excited that we're kicking off, you know, we're doing something, we're adding something to uh, the repertoire of conversations between widows. And we're going to start uh, with this month talking about a different book once a month. You know, we're going to feature various books that, you know, kind of talk about the widow journey. Um, and we're going to include a lot of different, you know, perspectives, you know, that we can get from this. Hopefully, you know, we will find some books out there by women as well as men, because we always like to get a man's, you know, aspect um, of this journey as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be talking about it. So today we're actually talking about the first book, uh, which I don't know if Tanya, I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, this book you actually hit me to this book. Do you remember? Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I know, but I'll tell you. So it's it's called Dare to Live, How the Power of Sisterhood and Talk uh, Taking Risk Can Jumpstart Your Joy by oh, Sherry okay. Hunter. And yes. so I can't recall, I mean, this was like long before we had even talked about doing a podcast or anything. We were just having, you know, one of our regular old conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't know where books came into the conversation, but you wound up sending me a link that, because I believe at that particular time, she was doing a either a book release or maybe she was going to be at a bookstore or something or doing a book talk about this book. So that's actually how I wound up coming to purchase the book. I wasn't able to uh, participate in that event at that time, but that's how I came to this book. And it had been sitting on my shelf for a while, you know, and I did, um, I read probably about halfway through the book um, before it became, you know, just a fixture on my bookshelf, you know, (laughs) but when you and I uh, started talking about, you know, Mixing it up, you know, adding some different things to uh, what we talk Mm -hmm. about on the show. You know, I saw, you know, it'd be great to do some books, you know, because I'm a reader. I'm a writer. I'm working on my memoir. Um, So I definitely like reading different uh, memoir style books as I'm preparing Mm -hmm. my own. You know, so that was another reason why I bought that book, you know, because I was okay. I need to start reading, you know, this genre more as I prepare to write my own. And so um, I enjoyed it. And for us, we are in Michigan. Miss Sherry Hunter is also a Michigander. Um, at the time, I think she's a um, resident of Birmingham, Michigan. Mm. Yeah. So um, Sherry. I am trying to really you, see. You, try to, you don't even remember. <laughs> I was like, what? Me? Yes. <laughs> I think because I almost think I was. Well, I remember I was in my bed when you sent it to me, but I remember like jotting it down because I like pulled it up when I was at work and I ordered the book off Amazon at that time. Yeah, you know, you'd be so quick to find stuff on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I probably was like, it was something you said and I probably was like, let me Google. Or yes, you are so quick. Links. I wonder if I was supposed to be going to something she get, gave and I didn't make quite make make it there. I wonder if I had plans to go. <laughs> Especially if she's here in Michigan. I'm like, wait a minute. 
Did I miss that? Yeah, I'm going to see if I have it because um, I have pulled up the article. Let's see, does she? Nope, it doesn't say where she was going to be. Oh, okay. All right. Let me see. I'm looking at her yeah, now. Right, so this actually was right before the shutdown. <laughs> if we look at it, this article I'm looking at from the Detroit News, it was from uh-huh. February 20th, 2020. Yeah. So this was right before the world shut down. And I so, think that, yeah, I probably had plans to, I wondered if she, you know what? I'm wondering was she on somebody's show or if she was like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If I was supposed to attend something that she had, mm-hmm. maybe she um, she might have been going to a bookstore, like a um, yeah. And I think I was supposed to be going to it, but you know, with COVID, everything <laughs> 2020 is summed up with COVID because <laughs> my memory. Doesn't go any like further than that when I yeah. think of twenty twenty. I want I want to get to the point where I don't even remember twenty twenty <laughs> when I get older. But it's funny because I was talking to um I was talking to my new boo and we were talking about the uh-uh, not her new boo <laughs> new boo. <laughs> we're talking about the upcoming holidays, you know, mm-hmm. and I was trying to think of how do I spend my holidays in 2020? And I was like, because I know I normally host, you know, dinner at my house. But I was like, wait a second, it didn't happen then. And then, because I remember that I went to pick up a pan of macaroni and cheese from my sister. Mm -hmm. And I said, why was I picking up a pan from her? And we didn't just come together. And then that's when I said, oh yeah, it was 2020. And we did our Thanksgiving virtual like that was oh, our first, boy. that was our first time coming together on yes. a uh, virtual uh, Zoom call, and mm. um, you know we all had our little separate individual dinners, and we just came, you know, on Zoom to check in on each other and fellowship a little bit. So that was right. the first for our family doing Thanksgiving that way. But yeah, sometimes you look back because it's almost like a whole year of our lives, like. Just like disappear, like wait a second, like like mm-hmm. you said, twenty twenty was unlike any other year, and yeah. it was pretty bad, you know, on a lot of on a lot of different spectrums, you know. So I guess like you, yeah, let's just put twenty twenty behind us. <laughs> yeah, but to correct myself, the title of the book is actually "Daring to Live." Yeah, and everything else I said correctly, <laughs> but I keep saying dare to live. But uh, you know the the gist of this book, like I said, I did not finish it uh, completely, and I have a problem when I read nonfiction books. Sometimes you know I may not get all the way to the end because I find them to be because they always have a point. They're not mm-hmm. necessarily meant to be so entertaining. Mm-hmm. But it's like teaching you something. So if I get what I need to get from the book, sometimes I, I'll shelve it and be like, okay, I'm going to pick it up later. And that's kind of what I was doing with her book. You know, when I wanted to get back to it, I'd pick up and, you know, read about her different adventures. Uh, because in this book, uh, Sherry, like a lot of widows, uh, she was young. She was around 45 years old when her husband, mm-hmm. who was only a few years older than her, died suddenly. Um, of a heart attack. Right. And so, you know, her life changed in the blink of an eye. And I think um, 
she was here. I think she is a reporter or she was a reporter um, by trade. And um, prior to him passing, she had been looking for, you know, she wanted to get her girlfriend life together. And Mm -hmm. they had started attending a a church um, here in Michigan. And through this women's group and her association at this church, she wound up becoming friends with a couple of ladies um, that attended the church that she was attending. And they kind of bonded through their their desires to do um, just kind of like those, not what do you call them, excursions. I think of mm-hmm. them like excursions when people want to do, you know, skydiving and uh, whitewater rafting. You know, they want they wanted to have adventures. So they got together and they were kind of conquering their fears. And so they had started doing these little trips, you know, like once or twice a year to go and do something that neither, none of them had ever done before, you know, and they started doing that before her husband passed. But Mm. after her husband passed, she found herself really um, relying on the friendships that she had with these women. And in particular, how doing each of these daring um, adventures and how those things kind of helps her in terms of getting back, you know, to living her life and finding joy in her life again, you Mm -hmm. know? So as I read the book and I was thinking about these different things she was doing and I was like, "Uh, that's not for me. Like she had one part where, um, they did the skydiving, you know, like literally jumping out of an airplane. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have absolutely no desire to do that. <laughs> Why not? I want to expand on that because you was like, that's not me. Is that oh, fear? Because no. I think, oh my gosh, yeah. Well, you know what it is. It's but not just that that's the point. No, see, for me, I feel like <laughs> I feel like for myself, and I've come to this point in my life. There are things. There are certain things that you're scared to do, but they're necessary things. You know what I mean? So, like, if you don't like public speaking, you right. know, if you clam up in social settings because you have a fear, that's a fear that you need to work to overcome because you're mm-hmm. always going to be in social settings. And if you get out here and you're in business, you might have to do a little bit of public speaking. So that's a fear. <laughs> that you have to overcome when it comes to the things that bring me excitement for me, being scared does not bring me excitement. Mm -hmm. So I have no desire to jump out of a plane. When I think about it, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I would just be, I barely like flying. I do that because I have to, you know, to get where I want to go. I'm not so scared of flying that I'm going to catch a train, you know, for three, four days to get somewhere that I could get in two hours. So, again, that's something like that's out of necessity. You have to fly for the Mm -hmm. convenience that it provides. But I absolutely do not have to get on no, you know, 100 foot roller coaster to feel like, oh, that was so thrilling, so exciting. 
Uh-uh. I get I get excited just because, you know, I'm walking. I got the activity of my <laughs> leg. Yeah. You gotta get excited just for walking. Yeah, that that I don't need that type of excitement, but I don't crush anybody, you know, if that's what they want to do. Go for it. I want people to do what they want to do to be happy, but I, I'm not a person that can be talked into anything that I truly don't want to do. Because my, my daughter is a, she's a daring person. She likes to go and, oh my, you don't want a zip line? Now, I would say with that, zip lining, eh, I don't necessarily want to do it. I don't, it's not anything that's been on my bucket list. But I probably could <laughs> see myself tackling it one day, maybe, you know, on something that's, it might be some indoor zip lining or something, you know, just to have a little fun, you know, but it's not a big thing that I feel like I need to overcome. What what do you I, feel about that? <laughs> I think it was more so her doing these adventures is bigger than the adventures. I think it's her taking control of her life and and being free on mm-hmm. something that you can't control. Because like when you're, Doing the zip lining, you're you're pretty much just free. You're up there in the air, and you're depending on gravity to zip you across. That's the same with you know skydiving. You're jumping out, you're going against gravity, but you still got to pull the string to let it up so you won't crash into the ground. Um, see, but, but yeah, I think feel, the risk, like it seems to me, the risk needs to pay off. It, it's bigger than. It's bigger than that. Because like you mentioned, the risk, the risk, I mean, life is risk. <laughs> yeah, but, but there are certain things that you have to do in life to achieve the things that you want to achieve. Right. You know what I mean? Like I said, when it comes to like the public speaking, you know, the public speaking, I think when you take the risk of rejection, like for me, when I decided that I wanted to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority and I was in my early 30s at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody in the chapter. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of, you know, family connections um, with the national organization or local organization. But this was something that I wanted. So with that, I overcame a lot of my fears. You know, I had to show myself as being assertive. I had to put on, you know, a confidence that I really didn't have. It was like something that was deep in me, but I had to pull that up out of me so that when I walked into the room, you know, with these women that I wanted to have this association with, you know, that was taking a risk. That was overcoming, you know, some fears. And when I achieved the goal of becoming a member of the organization, like the payoff for me created the same feeling that somebody else might get from doing their zip lining or jumping right. out of that airplane. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like different things for different it's diff- people. Yeah, it's different fears. I mm-hmm. mean, different, um, take it, you know, so I I, I I can see it. I can see it. But I, like I said, those type of adventures, the daredevil adventures is, you know, like I said, those I feel like for people are bigger than what the adventure is. It's not, oh, I went skydiving. It's, oh, I'm letting go of, you know, yeah, something and that I, I was holding on to. Right, and I think it's that it's something that they want to do. Yes, you know yeah, what I'm they, saying. Like if I wanted to, um, like for instance, I kind of want. I used to want to do white water rafting, mm-hmm. but I do have um, because I learned how to swim 
uh, years ago, but I didn't continue the practice of swimming. So like now when I get in the pool, you know, I have that that fear of like, oh, this water is just water kind of scares me. Like, like now I'm comfortable getting in a water pool. scares you. I mean, yeah. like deep water. Like I can get in the pool because the pool, I could stay on the, you know, the mm-hmm. more, more shallow end. But when it comes to going in oceans and stuff like that, I almost didn't even want, I can get on a cruise ship because I feel, you know, a little bit more protected because it's such a huge ship. But when it comes to like getting on those little small boats, mm-hmm. I went on a boat this summer and I kind of, the guy who was driving the boat, he was starting to go a little bit too fast for me. And I'm just thinking, my mind started thinking about all the tragic stories you hear about people falling over. And I'm oh, like, Lord. I can't swim. I'm like, Lord, I just need him to slow down on this boat. <laughs> you know, so that type of thing, I would like to overcome that particular fear, you know, because I do want to be able to be on boats and not think about, you know, those types of negative things and so that might be something that I would want to overcome that. So like, again, that's something that I want to do, you know, but in terms of, you know, walking across a a, a rickety bridge when beneath you is literally death if you fall. <laughs> like, that's not something that I need to do to overcome anything in my life. I can overcome Whatever I, I think that I, when have, you, I could do that a different way. <laughs> I think when you're trying, well, in this case, when you're um, <laughs> not deaf, when you go on those adventures, you got to manifest that you make it. Like you already say, oh, yeah, I'm about to end. Girl, <laughs> like, I mean, like, my, it's, it's just, it's, no. Okay, like for instance, I'll say this my daughter, we had, um, we went to Arizona for her birthday in um, April of this year. She right. wanted to do hot, the hot water balloon. Not, what is it? Hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. Hot air balloon. So, I mean, I didn't want to go on that because again, that's one of those things. I think it looks pretty, mm. but again, the only kind of high altitude or altitude that I want to be in is the airplane. You know, for travel purposes. Right. But I couldn't even imagine being in this, you know, little small square looking down and just, oh, that would just terrify me. I have no desire to do that. She wanted to do that. And uh, so her and her friend who traveled with us, they did the hot air balloon. They loved it. Great. Mm-hmm. They they and she did say, yeah, it was kind of scary, you know, but I'm kind of glad I did it, you know. And so now that she's done it, she got that off of her list. Do you know that the very next month in this very same state of Arizona, mm-hmm. there was a tragedy on a hot air balloon where um, you know, the balloon caught fire and the people on there died. Yeah, I and all we we can't control, you know, when death is going to come, and I don't think that we should not do certain things that we really want to do because death, you can have, you know, that can happen. Death can happen. Hey, I'm going to the mall today. You know, right. that can happen. But um, when I just thought about that, like, oh my god, you know, so that just goes to show when it's your time, it's your time, mm-hmm. and I do believe that things that you want to do in this life. If it's something that you really want to do, you do have to overcome the fears that are preventing you from doing it. 
Yeah, but make sure that you're doing it because you really want to do it and not because you're trying to prove something to other people. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I, I've overcome the whole... Pe- I've never really been one that could be peer pressured into anything. I think, <laughs> I think one time when I was young, I remember when I was my boyfriend, we went to Cedar Point and... I got on the roller coaster because he wanted me to get on a roller coaster. I knew I didn't want to get on a roller coaster, but I did it because, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, for him. I did it. I was terrified. I did not enjoy it. So I made up my mind after that. I said, I didn't enjoy that. So if it's not something that I am going to enjoy because I want to do it, I'm not doing it. So I have gone to amusement parks with people who love roller coasters and I happily hold their jackets as they go on and I wave to them. All right, y'all have fun. <laughs> and I don't care if they try to, girl, you don't want to get on. Oh, you boring. Or girl, y'all go right on the head. I'll see y'all when y'all come off. <laughs> and yeah. I'm good with that, you know? So I think it's important to know thyself. Yeah. What you want to do. And, and the, the, just the piggyback back off of that, anybody that says you this, you that, that's because they got insecurities. You don't stick to your gun. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. I mean, that that's that's just it. You can this is your life. Right. <laughs> you can pick and choose what you want to do. Um, but I think you know, Sherry in her book, what she was trying to do. Like I said, these were things she probably wanted to do for a while. Mm-hmm. It's probably more of a let go uh, purposes. I agree with you. Uh, public speaking would have been one of mine. It's still one of mine. I hate even reading, <laughs> reading though <laughs> in public to people because I have such anxiety from when I was a small kid that struggled with reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like doing it often, and I'm my biggest now because of my insecurities. I don't made it my mission to make sure that my son doesn't have that same struggle. So I'm up here, okay, kid, let's do this. I got him in Kuma, I got him in that. But because, you know, that's one of my insecurities, one of my struggles I had, you know, Mm -hmm. of course I read now, but growing up trying to keep up with everything. Because some people are, you know, are master at things that you're not master and some things you're master at things that they're not master Mm -hmm. at. So you have to just, you know, go from there. But yeah, the hot air balloon. I think it was brave. I think some of these things people do are brave, but so is speaking in public brave. That person might not, you know, might do the hot air balloon, but can't talk in person. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. No mm-hmm. book. So <laughs> yeah, so it, it depends on what definition of bravery do you give. But I think we get to that point where we try these new things because we know time is limited now. Yeah. Before, if you had probably asked her before, I don't know if she was doing any of those ventures, but I got to read the book. I I, I got to read the book to see if she was. Cause, um, but it's definitely one of the books that I would definitely um, be picking up to read. I think it'd make a good read and everything. But yeah, I probably ain't. I'm not doing the water rafting. If anything, <laughs> I'll try to learn how to swim first. That would be my yes. first. I want to tackle that again. I mean, I don't know if I really need to take lessons again, but I just need to like start taking advantage of the pool that comes with my gym membership, you know, and go in there and just try to practice what I remember, you know, because it's kind of like, it's kind of like learning like a bike. It's like riding a bike. You know it, 
But mm-hmm. it's just once you, I think the hardest part about swimming is just recognizing that um, you just got to pull on those techniques, you know, learning how to breathe in the water, turning your head. You could practice that on your own if you already learned how to do it. But for sure, if you had lessons like when you were five, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you might need to get some brush up because that's what I did. I had swimming when I was in high school. But then um, after I had my son in 2004, I decided because I was like into fitness and I was like, I want to work out. And I really wanted to do swimming because swimming is this full body workout, you know, and I try to exercise in the way that is the most effective in the shortest period of time. (laughs) And I figured you get in the pool, you do a couple of laps. You're working your whole body. So that's what led me to want to take the swimming lessons. And at the time, I was wearing my hair um, in locks. So I didn't have the worry of, oh, my hair, you know, didn't have that issue. And I did very well. But mm-hmm. I, I, I hate that I didn't stick with it and keep that, um, you know, keep the practice up. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I have my twists in my hair, but they make, they make swimming caps for the um, big braids to dreads type of swimming caps. They're on Etsy. They might mm-hmm. be on Amazon now, but there are swimming caps that will hold the hair and braids in uh, place. But I am one who probably will need a trainer because, again, <laughs> I can't tell nobody how to swim. If I do, I've been able to do it, kind of. But you're, like, you're right, though. Once you figure it out or have been learned, you should be able to pick it right back up. It's like riding a bike, driving, or anything of that mm-hmm. nature. Uh, but that's something that I would probably end up, you know, trying to do. Um, my still on my to do list, that's still a fear of mine, traveling by myself. And I mean, yeah. when I mean traveling by myself, like I go to a whole trip by myself because I could travel by myself. I've been traveling by myself since I was 12 when my mom sent me off to a computer camp through the Elks. And that was, you know, my first time on a plane where there was no adult that accompanied me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I've been able to, you know, travel by myself. But have I been able to stay somewhere fully by myself for so many days and come back? That 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 and have fun. Yeah, that that's on my agenda too. You know, because um, I've never gone on a trip by myself um because you know sometimes when you go because i thought about it but then i started like second guessing myself like okay when i get here am i gonna be feeling like lonely like i don't have nobody to talk mm-hmm. like, looking at other people whether you see couples or whether you see groups of friends if that would make me not enjoy myself you know as much because i'm sitting here by myself you know, so yeah, that's a fear that I definitely want to conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that see that that's like a reasonable fear to accomplish. It's not something that's so risky. You know, I feel like okay, my life is not going to be on the line <laughs> because I'm going to travel by myself. Because you know, you can take safety precautions. You know, um, as single women, you know, you learn how to just. It's just like going out. If you go out by yourself. You have to take precaution, you know, even more so than you will when you you're hanging out with your girlfriends, right? No, like it, girlfriends, it, but 
drink on the table. But you know, when you out by yourself, if you right. walk from that drink, you can't go back and drink that drink. <laughs> yeah. But it, like the risk level is all on whose comfort level. Somebody's risk might be to jump out, the, you know, plane. Ours is more so, you know, we on that land trying to walk to the to the uh, <laughs> to the next uh, vacation spot by ourselves. So it all depends on it's just what you know what you feel comfortable with and what you feel like your um, your fear is and what you're trying to overcome. But yeah, that's one of the biggest things too. And I'm glad you brought it up is comparison a lot of times like you said you was looking online you, you're ready to go then you're like i don't want to be by myself am i gonna have enough to accomplish and then you see somebody else the mm. comparison is kind of like um i think ayana said you know it could be violence to your kind of to your soul because you trying to compare, like, okay, when they went, they had, they did this, they did that, and they weren't by themselves. Do I really want to do this by myself? Am I gonna have enough fun by myself? And you just gotta tell yourself, yeah, you have like, you know, a lot of fun by yourself. You don't have to always have anybody with you. I think it does have to be planned out. There's a, a plan in place. Okay, you know, I would say plan it out. Don't just go free will out there. Because if you go free will, it's easy to get caught up with. I just stayed in the hotel the whole time. Right. You sitting in the hotel, you paid all this money. And mm-hmm. then I think, too, I think that it's definitely a part of the process of getting comfortable in your own skin, in your mm-hmm. own company. You know, so you have to start that that process locally, like in your everyday life. Start small. Go to breakfast by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, go and have some coffee without ha- having that security of meeting a girlfriend or meeting a guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, just start going out by yourself, doing those small baby steps. Go to the movies by yourself. You know, go to the, well, we all, I think we go to the mall. That's pretty easy to do by yourself. But just those things that um, customarily are like done in pairs or in groups. Right. And that stuff by yourself locally. And then, you know, take the bigger step of planning that trip. It could probably be so relaxing when you think you don't have to worry about somebody else's sleep schedule, when they mm-hmm. want to get up, you know, what's their, what do they want to do? You could just be totally on your own and enjoy this particular destination the way you want to enjoy it. I yeah. think it's definitely a piece. I mean, that just sounds really calming right there. If you just want to do something, you don't have to worry about somebody ridiculing what you want to do. Like, oh, you want to do that? I don't want to do that. We could do that at home. Like, I had a friend, she did, what was it? Like, going to the movies out of town. She thought mm-hmm. that was just like a crazy thing to do. Like, well, you can go to the movies at home. Why do that when you go out of town? Well, if I like going to the movies, I can go to the movies anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So when you go in pairs, if you p- travel with certain people and you all have those type of differences, that mm-hmm. can impede on you enjoying the trip the way you want to enjoy the trip. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you can't travel with everybody or in certain things. And I don't know why she would say that about the movies because my best movie experience was in Fort Lauderdale, not this last time because of COVID, they shut pretty much contact with people down at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But 
you they brought the food out to you. You you uh could order. It was actually January of 2020. I could order from the little booth. It could be a glass of water. They'll bring it to you. And I had a very good time with that. That was entertaining for me. That was what I would consider a good experience. And yeah, that was part of my. I wanted to go to the movies on my trip. That's okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, if a movie, if a good movie comes out, it's like, why? Oh, I'm gonna wait till I get home to go see it. If you're someplace that has movie theaters, it's like you don't have to wait. Go mm-hmm. see how other theaters are. When I was in, um, I was in Atlanta in twenty in January twenty twenty. And mm-hmm. I went to me and my girlfriend, I went to visit her, and we wound up going to see the Bad Bad Boys Three. I mean, That's what I went to see. Really? Yeah, yeah, I went to see Bad Boys. It was in Fort Lauderdale, and like I said, it was it was peaceful. Like I had no problem with going there. It was one of my best, you know, experiences. So. I I agree. You don't have to be at home to be like, oh, I just wait till I get back to go to the movies. That and then for the person who made that comment, that's to me that that's also a sign of their insecurity too. They might have a problem with you know certain things. Like not everybody likes to go to a movie by themselves. They don't feel like going by yourself is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the opposite. I ain't got to worry about nobody. I can giggle to myself. yes i love it because sometimes when i decide to go to a movie it could be such a last minute thought i could be sitting up here on a saturday and see a commercial you know the preview for a movie and say oh oh, i'm not doing nothing today let Mm -hmm. i can just get up and go whereas even if i do want company i don't necessarily want to give somebody that short notice like oh girl this movie about to start in 10 minutes or in 20 minutes because I'll go to the theater close to my house, you know, so you can just go and do stuff like that, you know, when you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. And like I said, to me, it's, it's very therapeutic. It's, you know, it's fun. It's not like, again, I feel I, the movie thing, that's something you can do. That's like saying, oh, you can't go get a massage and get that at home. Like, no, when you go out of town, I get me one every time I go out of town. That's just something I do. Do you? No, I haven't yeah. done that. I haven't done that. Oh, but I would definitely not say it is not something that I would do. Matter of fact, because I actually plan on taking a trip. I've been hearing about the spies in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple people, you know, have said like, oh, yeah, they got some great ones out there. And I have a friend that stays out there. So that may be something that I definitely do the next time I go to Arizona. Yeah, they have like spa resorts. Mm. It's like a spa resort. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said before, you know, this is something where, you know, I feel like you could do that. Arizona is known for the spa. They have spa resorts. Yeah, well, I'm definitely because my when I went to Arizona with my daughter in um, April of this year, um, I had a great time. I actually had like I could live here and I don't get that feeling, you know, when when I travel places. That was probably the first time I really felt like being in a place like that. I was like. I could see myself living here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have no immediate plans in, in the future of relocating, 
But I know if I ever did decide to do so, that would be one of them at the top of the list. Because I love just looking around at the mountains. It just was very scenic. I just liked it. Yeah. Liked it. You know, so I know we didn't like really talk a whole lot about the intricacies, you know, of this particular book, but one of the I feel like we did. We talked about activities that Mm -hmm. the the thing about it is the book gives you ideas of how you should how you can get through your life. So I feel like we did. (laughs) Yeah, so well well, that's what I was gonna say, kind of like, you know, well, that's the, the point of us doing this is not necessarily to come and review you know, the book about, oh, did we like it? Did we not like it? Or it was this or it was that. But really just to add, you know, more to our conversations um, as we talk about being willows and different ways to cope. And so this is definitely something that this particular uh, willow did. And mm-hmm. she's still doing it. I mean, she's still posting stuff on her Facebook page that her you know, and her girls are doing, you know, so we just want to bring these types of things to you so that you can, um, you know, look into these books and see if it can uh, help you along, you know, in your widow journey. You know, that's, yeah. what, that's what we're all about, helping one another uh, through the journey. And I like that she had friends. So that sometimes you have to expand your circle or um, go within your circle and, and come up with these I like you said these ideas just to hang out and do things it is hard sometimes because some of your circles do change due to widowhood you're a mm-hmm. different person and especially if some of them are currently and see this is how weird life works sometimes mm-hmm. when you were in your season of dating and marriage your your friends could have been single so they could have been feeling left out. Now, you know, the roles are reversed. And sometimes you might not be able to hang out with that friend like you want to because they, you know, hanging out with their, as you say, boo. But, yeah, he said booze with an ass. But, yeah, yeah. boo. Yeah, they ain't hanging out with their boo. But you can find another set of group of friends to hang out with, and it's okay. You're not neglecting the other friendship. You're just hanging out with right. someone that... And, you know, and I tell my daughter, like, when it comes to friendship, you know, because she's going through that stage um, in life, you know, where she and her friends, they're all kind of going in different directions. You know, they're all 20-somethings, they're college graduates, you know, now they're going through that time in life where people are going in different directions. She just had one friend who just relocated, you know, Mm -hmm. she was the first of her friends Uh, to get married and have a baby. Now she has another friend that has gotten married. Uh, She had another friend. She she has two children now, you know, but sometimes when I have conversations with her, you know, she'll talk about like feeling disconnected, you know, from her friends, you know, because they're not in the same, on the same level where she is as far as having the spouse, having the baby, juggling all of the stuff, you know? And I said, well, that's just what happens with friendships. As you evolve as a person, you and your friends are not going to experience the same thing at the same time. It doesn't take anything away from your friendship. You will still bind over the things that, you know, naturally bonded you Mm -hmm. as friends. But just because you get married and your friend is still single, it doesn't mean that your friendship has to end. And you may may become friends with some other people 
who are married because you can relate to them on that level, but you don't have to discount people because they're not where you are because that Mm -hmm. whole thing can always change. You know, and our friendships, they have to evolve with us as we evolve. And one thing that I like about getting older, because I know most of my closest friends are like the friends that I have known the longest. But the thing is, you're never too old to make new friends. You know, even though Mm -hmm. we might have our, you know, our, what do you call it? Our little circle of friends that we've been hanging with for 20, 30 years. Right. But it doesn't mean that you can't make a new friend. That's right. Hang out with that person too, you know? So just a little encouragement, because I know some people, if you've been married for, you know, 20 years and, you know, all of your friends were wrapped up, you know, like with your spouse, that can be pretty devastating if when your spouse is no longer here, then you kind of aren't hanging out with these friends Mm -hmm. and you can feel really alone, you know? So this is just a little encouragement just to say that it's never too late to start new friendships and develop new friendships. And Mm -hmm. sometimes those friendships can develop in the strangest ways. They can develop over Facebook. I've seen people in these widow groups that just because they've been conversing you know, talking online and things like that. There have been friendships that have developed on that. When I was mm-hmm. caregiving for my husband, you know, before he passed away, I saw people that became friends through connecting through their caregiving journey, you know, and they were various ages, you know. So it's it's just never too late to do anything, you know, that you are intentional about. Yeah. You know? uh, just like what... um. I would say get get out your mind that Drake song because I think Drake had a song where he said no new friend. Mm-hmm. Yes to new friend. <laughs> yes. Did he say that? Yeah, no new yeah, no new friends. Like every time the song came on, I was just like, you'd be like, no Drake, that's the wrong message to see. Yeah, because your 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 life continuously evolves. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't meet new people to communicate with. You kind of, you know, like you said, you kind of lose yourself out there. I, I commend um, Sherry um, Hunter for reaching out and forming her a, a group of friends that actually was into what she was into. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not that you don't love the other friends any less. It's just that now, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know, you need something more. And like I said, some of your friends before you were the married one. Now they the you're not met. You know, you're not the married one. You're the single one, and they have their lives and they set up already in place. So mm-hmm. then what? You're forced to find a new friend. Yeah, don't pay no mind to that song. But no, yeah, don't scratch that. No new friend. Yeah, mess around your friends. Something happened to them. They done passed on you. Then what? You're sitting out there. What you gonna do? Keep playing the Drake's? Uh, no, you gonna get out there and you gonna find you somebody to talk to, or you be talking to the wall. <laughs> All right. And I rest my case on that one. <laughs> well, well, that sounds like a great, um, a great segment to pause on. You know, yeah. and, uh, wrap up our call because this has been another great conversation, and I look forward to um, doing this again next month as far as talking about another book and so we do already know uh, what book we're going to be reading 
next or yeah. what we're going to be talking about um, in December. And mm-hmm. that's going to be a book, um, uh, Wounded, Willowed, and Winning. Yes. And what, what's the author name, Tanya? It's our good girl, Valerie, coming through. I don't yeah. know if anybody follows her right now, but she is definitely someone you want to follow. She has now launched her show on the CW and uh, Fox Miami, which is uh, Widow and Winnie. So she has a segment going uh, for, I think, a month now um, about the different widow journeys. She also is the co-partner with um, the next you with my Maya Tyler as well. Oh, uh, no, that, yeah. So she is doing amazing things, changing amazing uh, other amazing widows' lives, and it's definitely something you want to read. Plus, I think she was in the journey for ten years before she remarried. So she recently remarried, which is also awesome because that just shows there's hope to love again. Uh, but she did it by, you know, like, uh, she did it by her way. You know what I'm saying? First, she found the love or the joy of her purpose before mm-hmm. seeking out an individual to share another lifetime with. So it's just, you know, just things like that. Hearing her journey is amazing. She, oh. I think she goes over finances. I remember hearing her back in 2020 when we did a workshop. And I want a blanket. I still, I'm still proud of my blanket from that says "Stay Encouraged." But it's just where she was talking about how you know she was, you know, she went from two house to one house income. She had to figure out how to keep afloat, and just hearing that journal, all you know, journey all the way. I can't wait to read the book. Yeah. Now tell me, I know you said you pre-ordered it. Uh, what's the website to pre-order? Um, I went straight to Amazon. Oh, it's on, okay, on Amazon. Okay. So, yeah, you can go on Amazon. Or, because you did ask the site, and I believe she does have a site, let me go over to the site. Give me two seconds. <laughs> okay. One minute here. All right. And it is in her link tree. So, um, okay. it's Valerie Brandon. That's her name. And, and it's Valerie. 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 Sorry, I keep calling her Valerie. No. Like, Girl, that's not my name. Valerie. Okay, Valerie is here, and she does have a website, www.valeriebrandon.com. That's B-I-O-R-E-E, Brandon.com. And then on here, you can get to her Transformational Life Widow Coach um link you can get to the author you can get to the widow connect uh yeah the next you coaching and viewing and um like i said she's doing it with the next you with my uh maya tire uh maya tyler also known as the bounce back if you don't know who i'm talking about but yes so this would be a good good time to really really check her out but she does have you know a good book that's coming out and it's going to be amazing. So I yes, definitely I'm look forward. forward to getting it. I'll probably just wait until um, the book drops and order it. So you said it comes out November the 12th. I'm going to mark my calendar. Yeah, that's what they said it was delivering. I don't know the exact date it comes out, but mine's delivering on the 12th. I pre-ordered it so I could be able to get my hands on it first. 
just in case it sell out, you know. So I feel like it's a bestseller coming or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, girl. We will have to do this again real soon. So until right. next time. Until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.